All right, everybody, welcome back to another Shots from the Winchester podcast presented by Greencastle. Today, I am joined by Tara and William, the owners of Copper Bonnet Distillery. Um, they're both veterans, so I'm really excited to kind of dive in and learn more about you and your business. So um, because we're in the Winchester, we usually do a shot, but because you guys are distilling this beautiful gin here, um, we've made a drink. So can you tell us what we're drinking today? So we made a gin mule. Uh, we've made it with some ginger beer, and we put a little simple syrup in it and some lemon juice. Okay, so, so let's, uh, should we cheers? Absolutely. To Copper Bonnet? Copper Bonnet. Yeah, all right. That's very, very good, very smooth, very flavorful. Love it. Excellent. I'm a gin person, but this is exceptional. So looking forward to hearing about this. Thank you. Thank you. So I'd like to start with a little bit of background on each of you. So you're both veterans. So whoever wants to go first, just tell us a little bit about your military experience and, and anything you want to highlight before we jump into the business part. You can go ahead and start it. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I was in, I guess I went in in 2005, got off active duty in 2010, um, joined the guard, floated around the guard for several years. Uh, did a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, and currently I work for a major metropolitan fire department as my real job. Um, and I recently separated from the army. So that's been pretty cool. Um, I got promoted to dependent. So I'm pretty happy about that. Um, your best job yet. Yeah. My best job yet. Um, I think that that's, that's about it. Okay. Um, I was a late joiner. I joined uh, in my late 20s to go to the Air National Guard, the Pennsylvania Air National Guard. Um, and you need a college paid for, so. Um, so I do Seaburn stuff there. And then actually I'm a full-time college student. I go to school to be a registered dietitian currently, so. That's pretty yeah. cool. So how does how does the distillery fit into the dietitian part of it? <laughs> so it might seem a little off-brand because this is alcohol, but it's really not. There's a lot of nutrition science that goes behind it, especially with the botanicals and the gen. There's a lot of like love in that in terms of like nutrition and what flavor profiles and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So then you're veterans and then at one point or another you decide you want to open a distillery. So I've got a lot to unpack <laughs> there. So I guess first is why a distillery? Um, I guess it, so it started with, we wanted to open a business. We were looking to go into business for ourselves. Um, and we started thinking about like, okay, you know, um, what, like in my mind when I, when, when I was going through this process of determining what we were going to do, it was like, what, what was COVID proof? I mean, the alcohol business. And then we looked at her background in bartending and what have you, and what does what what does she bring to the table, and and how does that marry to what business we're going to start? Um, she knows a lot about the alcohol business. She knows a lot about alcohol in general. So it was kind of like, okay, like this seems like it might withstand another calamity, if you will, like COVID. And she has knowledge in it. We started kind of looking at like what are our interests, right? So. For instance, we wanted to be able to get involved in like some kind of philanthropy work or, or charity work. Um, so we decided we were going to do gin. And, and we did a bunch of research into it and found out that gin has a whole bunch of ties to maritime history and nautical history and stuff like that. And we love diving. So we decided, okay, our charity is going to be geared towards diving, ocean conservation, and what have you. And... Um, that was kind of how we came to gin and we created a, a gin that took some botanicals from places that we've gone diving, um, and kind of 
put them into a bottle, and then we grabbed sugar kelp, which is seaweed from the Northeast Atlantic, mm-hmm. to kind of solidify where we're from, and to also really try to capture the essence of the ocean. Okay. That's kind of it. That's pretty cool. I mean, that, you're saying that's it, but that's like very fascinating. So um, before we get into more about the gin, you mentioned diving. So yep. what kind of diving are you doing? Is this like free diving or is it like scuba, scuba diving? diving? Just yeah. recreational scuba diving. Okay. Yeah. So how long have you been doing that for? Actually only a couple, handful, handful of years, a couple of years. We just fell in love with it because, you know, we both love the ocean growing okay. up around, you know, the bay, the East Coast. You know, he's bit, he loves fishing and we love water and we thought, well, this is the, let's, let's try out scuba diving. And then we loved it. And then we just got really into it. You know, as with anything we do, we give it our all. So we really got into scuba diving and fell in love with that whole community and thought, you know, this is our thing. We like it. This is our hobby. Right. That's cool. So how often do you go scuba diving? <sighs> Not as much as we like. <laughs> yeah, to, be, to be completely honest with you, um, with all of our money wrapped up in starting this business right now, we don't go scuba diving at all anymore. But, um, you know, we once once we get everything worked out with the distillery and everything's going smooth and we're making some money, we will get back involved in diving. But um, the charity that we work with right now is called the Coral Reef Alliance. We have a partnership with them and we chose Coral Reef Protection simply because that's largely where you do most of your diving. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of protect the areas that that we like to use, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. So then what's that partnership like with them? Are you donating a certain amount of proceeds or? Yeah. Um, Currently, (laughs) currently due to where we're at in our business, most of our donation, most of our revenue goes towards that partnership. Now, obviously at some point it would be nice to kind of retain some of our money, but um, the biggest thing was being able to give to a charity. So it's, it's okay that, that's how it's working out right now. Yeah. And it's to be expected. It's kind of like the tip of the iceberg. This is like the first thing, but we really want to get our hands dirty. So like, this is just the first thing that we're doing. You know, we got a lot more that we want to get into beach cleanups, other organizations, partnering with other people and like making this a really robust, you know, ocean preservation. You know, when they think of our gen, they are going to think of ocean I and I want that. that to be, you know, synonymous. So Oh, that's great. So then let's kind of dive into the distillery and the gin. So how long have you been in operation for? So we've been on shelves since around August. That's when we officially made our first run. Obviously, it took a year to really get the botanical list, the mass recipe, to get it distilled. And like, we like this, we don't like that. It took about a year, but we have actually been, uh, this August is when we made our first run and we have been in stores in Oregon. So we're in 13 liquor stores now and a couple bars out there. So it's going pretty good. Whoa, that's great. Okay. Yeah. So since the audience can't like taste it right now, can you describe kind of the taste of the gin and kind of walk them through the flavor profile or whatever you might call it? Initially, I taste a lot of like citrus. Um, and it's like, it, to me, it burst with citrus initially. And then in the middle, because of the seaweed or sugar kelp, like it has like a really savory and smooth um, middle part, I guess. And then the end is just just so smooth, and and it leaves it leaves a it leaves kind of a lasting flavor in your yeah, mouth that that is reminiscent palate. of that initial citrusy experience. So. Yeah. Do you I just say smooth. That is the <laughs> that is like my marketing because it is so smooth. And then it, um, 
I like how it switches from citrusy to savory. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, sweet to salty a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then it just sits nicely. And that's what I like. Because sometimes you have, like, really good, you know, drinks and they taste great. But then they leave, like, a bad aftertaste. And I didn't want that either. I wanted it to be really good from start to finish. And then from finish to lingering. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, that's a good description. So before this, we were able to get some shots. And I know you don't do shots of gin, but it was one of the best shots that I've had that was very smooth. We do a lot of shots on the show. So that's, you know, <laughs> it was very smooth. There was not like a burn or anything intense. It, it had that, it did have that lingering taste and it was really, really good. So I can vouch for all those flavor profiles. So, okay. Um, Okay, so we talked about the flavor profile. So um, let's talk about the bottle itself. So you said that you have an artist that you work with mm-hmm. on this. Yes. So can you talk a little bit about that? So a lot of people really like the waves in the background. I don't know if you caught that, but you can see little, like our mission in the waves. Ah, yeah. yeah. And then um, on the front, we have, obviously, we have Juniper. She's our octopus. She represents Ocean Life for us. And she is actually wearing the the copper bonnet, which is that old school diving helmet that you see, and she's wearing it. And that kind of means to us about protection, like the ocean protection. And then she's the sea life. And we named her Juniper because of Jen. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we call her Junie for short, and hopefully no, she can come to life one day. That's clever. It's, and then it's we, clever. we decided to go with the cap that we went with because that is a cap is otherwise known as a bonnet. And so we decided that was kind of, it played into our copper bonnet name to have a copper cap. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. I love how thoughtful every part of that is. That's really Thank you. very cool. So let's talk about owning a business because that's the <laughs> other part of this, right? Yeah, you're making this great product. You, you got a beautiful bottle. It tastes good. It's wonderful. Talk about maybe what's your biggest challenge that you faced as business owners so far and you can maybe each you'll have different ones or whatever you'd like to talk about i think a biggest challenge is we just had no idea what we were doing um (laughs) so every day we just figure it out and we just do it uh it's a lot of trial and error and like learning that it's okay when something doesn't quite work out we've had a lot of like you know avenues that didn't quite go all the way but then we had some that we didn't even think and we tried it and they worked out great it's kind of like the the feel, fear of fear, failure, but then like to keep going. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just really overwhelming when we have a million things going on. He works a full-time job. I'm still in the military. I'm a full-time student. And um, he's working on his master's degree as well. Um, we are busy and sometimes it's figuring out what to give your all to, but it's really just a fear of failure, overcoming that. Okay. It's been challenging. Yeah, it's really, it's really like getting comfortable being uncomfortable, like Mm. new business ownership, especially if you have no corporate experience to speak of or, or sales experience. In my case, like I said, I'm a fireman. Before that, I worked on oil rigs and before that I was in the army. So like, I don't, I have no, this is all like kind of just learning as you go and learning how to like deal with you know everything like just deal with that that 50 meter target and and knocking that down and moving on to the the next thing and and just every day it's like you're putting out a little fire yeah that's how it feels (laughs) a little crisis every day and 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 you just keep going i mean um what i have learned in terms of starting my own business is that um there's no half-stepping if you're gonna start your own business, it's all in, all all the yeah. time. Yeah. That's it. 
So is that the advice that you give to somebody who's looking to start a business? Yeah, yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I, I there's there's just no you can't. I feel like that had had we attacked this kind of um, not with as much tenacity and not with as much um, drive, or even if we you know we got shook going through the process or whatever, we would not have probably made it to this point. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's where you kind of get caught up and lose money and all this kind of stuff is when you when you kind of timidly go after starting your own business. Um, do you attribute some of that to being veterans or to being those who are currently serving? Like, do you feel like that's helped have that kind of attitude and that tenacity? Yeah, especially um, for him, because we were talking about sometimes in certain jobs in the military, you have skills sets that translate, but not for a cab scout. You know what I mean? There's like, there's nothing that necessarily translate other than like mental fortitude mm -hmm. and sticking it out and putting in hard work. I mean, those are the transferable skills, and I've seen him use those. Like, maybe we didn't understand QuickBooks, but we understand, okay, let's figure out who does. So it's just kind of mental fortitude. I didn't come away from the Army with a marketable skill set, but I came away with the idea that, like, okay, like, failing is not an option. You don't want to get caught up in that choke point of being like, oh, shit, is this going to work? I don't know. Like, you just go. And... We'll find out what happens on the other side. I love that. That's and that's so unique that veterans offer that kind of uh, motivation and, yeah. and tenacity to to business and business ownership. So very cool. So what is it like owning a business with your spouse? Because you guys are married and you're also owning a business. Are there challenges that are unique to that? For me, it's great. He is a born like manager. I don't know how to say this. Um, he is like on the phone, on the emails, like he, I don't, secretarial work, he, he thrives. Like he could have been a pretty, he's so good. I, he is just like on it every day. He's like, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. And sometimes I'm like, wow, I, did I do anything? Um, he's just on the ball. And to me, it motivates me, you know? Uh, so to, <laughs> it's great for me because, and I always know that I can uh, fall back on him. And I think I help him definitely by like helping him manage his expectations because he is so on the ball and I'm like, it's okay if they didn't respond to you within five seconds, like we're, oh, we're still thriving. <laughs> we're so we still have a business. It's okay. And I think, uh, his drive and then my like ability to like put him in the reality is a really good business combination. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like it. Like, I like working with my wife. I like being in business with my wife. It's it's good. Um, yeah, I do have... I have high expectations. And, like, when I reach out to somebody, I expect them to get back to me. Mm -hmm. That's just the way that it is. I That's probably from the military, too. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so when I deal with the civilian population and they're fucking around trying to get me answers, like, I, I don't like that shit. Yeah. But having my wife be able to be like, dude, you need to, like... Yeah, you know, calm it down a little bit. Like you're acting a little wild right now. <laughs> like that's that's cool. That works out. It helps me out tremendously. And I'm probably more of a pessimist, and she's more of an optimist. So like, yeah, I'll, I'll be all all bent up about some shit, and she'll be like, dude, like we have a business. It's successful. Like, what is the fucking problem? And and that helps me out. I think 
I think we have been really good since we got married at being terrified together, whether mm-hmm. it's being broke or moving or him making me go scuba dive or him pushing me out of an airplane or me making him go to yoga like we have been terrified together most of our marriage with something and i think this is no different we are just terrified like we just we live our life terrified whether it's him making me do something absolutely insane or vice versa so we just live in this terrified state (laughs) so it's nothing new (laughs) for us to be just absolutely terrified of something (laughs) so we just really cruise through that but it's like a bonding experience it is with anything so yeah just it's one terrifying day after the next yeah (laughs) and take it one day at a time right we live in that space and so (laughs) yeah we live in that space (laughs) we do yeah. I mean, coming here on a podcast, just waking up terrified, just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here you are, you're doing it together, right? Yeah, another day. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. yeah, true. So then, speaking of learning things, how did you learn to distill? Or do you have somebody that's doing that for you? Like, what are the ins and outs of that process? I, I have no idea what it takes to distill Okay, liquor. so, obviously, we're learning a lot. We understand how our product is made. That said, we contract distill through a distillery out in Oregon, uh, Oregon Spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, they have really shown us how this business works, how the distillation process happens, all of that kind of stuff. And we're still very much learning. Um, again, as with the bottle, um, we're very close in that process. Like when we did research and development, it was very much like we told them what we wanted. They would create it. We would try it no, we don't like this or whatever, they would go back to the drawing board, we would go back to it with them, and we would start the process over until eventually we came up with what we thought was a, a winning flavor profile, if you will. And um, absolutely incredible. Yeah, um, our distiller yeah. is Brandy. She's We have a female distiller. She's, so, she's awesome. She really knows her stuff. And then we work with Brad, who owns the Oregon Spirits. But Brandy and Brad uh-huh. and us for, like, really came out with a great product so i mean we did have some some real people behind this that really knew what they were doing with us That's and i think cool. it transpired uh, into a really good product uh, it it did so how many like rounds of r&d did you go through to get the final like wh- how many times have you tasted until it was this is it like like we did like two rounds and they would come we would come up with like three batches each yeah so like one round or one or two rounds like they we told them what we wanted they knew their stuff and so they knew what we wanted and they came they came with it and actually so even the three batches they gave us it was hard to it was hard yeah they were phenomenal yeah i mean it was all the same botanicals but in different ratios Mm -hmm. so um i mean wow it was hard it was really hard because they came up with so many the same like list of botanicals and different measures creates uh three other amazing gems too so so what is the future for the distillery are you expanding it to any different products do you have any goals anything about being in stores maybe locally we are currently working with a pretty big uh oregon brewery um just had a conversation with them yesterday um getting into some kind of partnership um what that looks like i don't know all i know is that i hope that we get to go out to the west coast and work with them for like beach cleanup and ocean cleanup and stuff like that and um so we're we're kind of working on that partnership um as far as making other products i'm not sure we've talked about this um and we can't we can't really decide because it's like 
do you want to do one thing really, really well and be known for that one thing? Or do you want to have multiple things and do them kind of okay? Um, but, uh, address many markets, I guess. Um, so I, I don't know. We are, we are trying to get into the state of Pennsylvania right now. Um, diligently working on that. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of laws. It's not yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every state is different. Pennsylvania um, loves a good good liquor law. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think we're just really trying to get good at this one product. Yeah. You know, there is concern growing too fast too soon or doing too much too soon. We just really, I mean, we put a lot of love in that. So we want to show it the love that it deserves mm-hmm. and, you know, take our time with it. I um, like the thoughtfulness to that. I think that that makes sense. Yeah. You know? So the last thing before we wrap, I want to know, if you had to talk to um, an active service member who's transitioning out, what advice would you give them? Because y- you haven't quite done it yet, but you, you're you're married to somebody who did, so you might still have some advice. Is- but I know you for sure have, and I, I think you are pretty passionate about this. So I'd, I'd love to hear your take on what's advice for somebody who's looking to do the same. First of all, have a plan. Like, I got out without a plan, and that was a huge mistake, and I suffered a lot because of that the second thing is is um benefits like go to college use your gi bill if you go for something fun if you go for something serious whatever it's there spend the money it was your benefit other benefits if you feel like you're owed those benefits go get them um a lot of us will sit and and just um suffer and, and you don't have to. Like, there are, there's stuff out there. Like I said, GI Bill, other benefits, resources. Um, and we'll say to ourselves, oh, well, I don't, I don't deserve that or whatever. But you do. That was part of the deal. So go get it. Um, the other thing would be, um, expect civilian life to be vastly different. Just expect that. It is, it is different. I came out. I was institutionalized severely and I loved it. I love it to this day. Like I would not change that. Um, but my expectations of the civilian world, I guess were different and I struggled with that. Um, the civilian population is not the same as the veteran population. They're never going to be, I, they're not going to be as close to you as the guys were that you were with in Afghanistan or Iraq. Like that's just not a thing. Um, and, and I struggled with that and that was, that was tough. So kind of have that be, be mindful of that and make sure they're getting out is what you really want. Cause you think you want out till you're actually out and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> and, and like, and, and so that's really the big thing. Um, and, and just expect difficulties. Like you think, you think, you think your NCO sucks. Like wait until, wait until you're dealing with like somebody that is driven by exclusively money. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's a different world and they don't care about you the same way that your shitty NCO cared about you. So just that's, that's really it. That's great advice. Yeah. yeah thank you for that. Really. Cause we, we have a, a large veteran audience and mm-hmm. a lot of veterans here. So that'll, that'll hit with that audience. Right. So thank you. So, um, to wrap it up, do you want to plug your social? Like, can we find you on Instagram, Facebook? Like, where where are you if somebody wants to follow? All of the above. We're on Instagram at CobberBonnetGen. Okay. And then Facebook, the same thing, CobberBonnetGen. Um, and our website is CobberBonnetDistillery.com. 
It's a beautiful website. Thank you. It really Thank you. is. Thank you. Appreciate it. So please like and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate all the comments, interactions, and please follow Copper Bonnet Distillery on all their social channels and, and give them a like too. Um, I know small businesses really appreciate that. Yeah. Like that's the stuff we that do. matters. So comment, like, share their stuff. Um, pop into the Winchester if you're in the area. We'll have some of their gin um, on, uh, you know, in our bar so you can have a drink made or whatever. Um, Thank you so much for being here today. It's Thanks been wonderful and uh, look forward to seeing what you're doing next. Awesome. awesome. Thank, right. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.